0: That city residents are well served by good ideas as well as good fiscal policy. I feel Jefferson County social programs are severely overburdened as outside individuals move here only to take advantage of services while local residents are underserved. That needs to be addressed. I know when to vote no. City Council needs to spend responsibly to ensure the money is always there for maintaining and bettering the city's infrastructure. Let's bring common sense back to the City Council.
1: Paid for by the committee to elect Ben Shone.
0: Now, AM 1240 WAT live at five with Glenn
2: Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back.
3: This is
0: live at five with Glenn Curry. What do
3: you
1: think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get them close like this. Blerp, bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. We're like bing.
4: Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no!
5: Sherman?
0: Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it.
5: Live it. Are you running a business or a charity? war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh,
6: Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing.
3: Are you a pothead, Foxy? <laughs>
2: Telephones
4: are ringing overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone, pulling over, turning up and dial it to my fingers. Going, lies it, lies, 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 lies. This is live yeah, at five, live, in five. live uh, at five, live at five. Where's the world? There, great scout. All right, <clears throat> where are we? Uh, am I recording? Looks like I am. Yeah, never wear stripes on a Monday. Believe me, this is my second striped shirt that I wore today. First one was falling out of my pants like, uh, like, like, I don't know what it was like. Can't describe it. Nothing worse than cold air going up the backside. Because your shirt doesn't fit inside your your your, your pants. I, I, I don't know how girls can walk around with a midriff, especially some uh, some, some some people that should not be wearing midriffs. Anyway, I'm here, you're there, it's a Monday, and uh, welcome to the uh, show. Uh, it's a Live at Five show to start off a full week. Remember, last week was a, an abbreviated week thanks to uh, Memorial Day, uh, and I, I always feel like it's uh, I, 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 it takes me a bit to recover from that. I know it's it's awful, but I had come back uh, along with uh, uh, the lovely Sharon last week from Long Island, and uh, it takes me, uh, I, I don't know what it is, just get driving in excess of a couple of hours, in that case seven hours, uh, it just it takes a lot out of me. So here I am a week later, finally recovering. Uh, I I get back into the you know I guess to the mode of 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 uh, of the day to day doings of Glenn Curry. It just it, as I get older, I just need that extra time. It's not like I was I was walking uh, walking around as a sleep uh, uh, victim last week, but nonetheless, it, 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 I felt it this weekend. And, and the reason why I say this is because I, I slept very very well the last couple of days. Driving just just takes a lot out of me. Not looking forward to going down to Philadelphia, not New York mind you, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in mid July for my nephew's wedding, which happens to be on a Friday. We still can't figure that out, but nonetheless, that's gonna be a long ride as well. So I checked it out uh, as far as Google is concerned or Maps, Quest, whatever. It's actually shorter between here and Philadelphia. And I know people, I've had this argument before uh, where, you know, you go, as, uh, as someone said that it's like five and a half hours between Syracuse and, and Washington, D.C., and I said that's impossible. And, uh, in fact, I think it's true. I, I guess it's because I just feel like, wow, you've got to go through Pennsylvania or Jersey, whatever direction you're going in, or you're just jumping on 95, or you're taking 81 all the way down there. It, to me, it seems like it should be a lot longer than that. But going out on Long Island in New York City traffic, particularly on a Friday on Memorial Day weekend... You might as well just tack on it, it, it. Seemingly another 150 miles. That's how long it takes you to get out there. All right. So anyway, a lot of people watching on the Facebook page. Just remember, or as a reminder, I am on Facebook at uh, Live at Five Show. Uh, so put that in the search bar, and you'll find us there and like us. Uh, and that will pop up on your screen if if you you know if you care to see my mug any more than you already do. Uh, but that will remind you that the show is also on there. Plus, we're streaming live courtesy of the the streaming service that we have through the station that uh, is carried each and every day on News Junkie Spell of the com. That's why you see my mug on there with the old microphone. Yes, and, and answer to uh, someone's uh, response uh, or post, I should say, on Facebook, I am wearing a Stripe shirt, so just to let everyone know. Uh, all right, so uh, in addition to that, I want, I, I, you know, over the weekend, uh, I, I, I finally, for whichever reason, saw an episode of Night Gallery. I wish, you know, Oz were in here; he would know what I'm talking about. But I'll be quick. Rod Serling uh, did uh, the uh, um, Twilight Zone back in the late 50s, early 60s, whichever. About eight, nine years later, you know, a couple of years before his untimely death, I think he died in, in 1974 of, of lung cancer because he smoked like a chimney. Uh, He came up with a show called uh, Night Gallery. He did a couple of pilots, one of which I remember as a child with Roddy McDowell that scared the heck out of me. And another one that I never saw until this past weekend. And let me just walk through it real quick. I know we're here to talk about other things. But it was with Joan Crawford. uh, Joan Crawford, 1969. And Joan uh, was a rich woman living on the top of a penthouse uh, in New York City and wanted to see and so she sought out a well-known doctor in New York City to do this. Uh, uh, so I, that's all I knew about it going in. I had no idea about the intricacies of this storyline. And it's a very, very dark storyline. I didn't realize how dark. Uh, but the doctor goes up there. He says, what, what would you like to do? He says, well, I would like to see again. And I understand it's temporary, but I still want to pay whatever it takes to do it. I says, well, you're going to need a donor. And she says, well, I have a donor. And he's agreed to do it for $9,000 dollars. And he says, $9,000. Yes, he has a debt to society uh, and he needs to pay it or, he, or else. So uh, he's agreed to do this. And he's like, Well, I'm not going to do that. And the three other physicians that know how to do this operation by removing the, the optic nerve from a donor into your eyes won't do it either. And then this is the part that really gets dark. And this is 1969. She says, By the way, a year before Roe versus Wade, she says, Well, I have, she, she hands him a photograph. Of a woman that uh, he got impregnated years earlier, and then uh, he didn't want she he didn't want her to have the baby, so he goes to have she goes to have an abortion, but she dies in the process. And this is Joan Crawford, mind you. You know this <laughs> this is wire hanger lady, but of course she's she's not playing herself. She's playing this mean millionaire that wants to see even if it's for twelve hours. So he you know reluctantly agrees, knowing that you know this is blackmail. And But sure enough, the guy, the donor, happens to be, you guessed it, Mr. Cunningham himself, Tom Bosley from Happy Days. And this did not surprise me that much that he would play a role like this because you see a guy like Tom Bosley. You know him as Mr. C. He's the guy that's got everything together. He's the family man from Wisconsin. But then I I had seen him in an episode of the, The Streets of San Francisco about 10 years ago, and he played a thug there. He played like this bad guy, you know, thug there. See you, Joseph. And so nonetheless, I, I that didn't surprise me that he played this kind of guy that that needed to pay uh, his bookie $9,000 and that was in accordance to get this operation done so in order to save his life. But that scene when Tom Bosley goes to pick up the money and says, well, okay, let me just get this one more time. I'm not going to see again, am I? Nope, you're not. But I'm going to get the money. Yes, here it is. They hand him the money. Oh, don't be surprised that I might just, you know, slash my throat here in a couple of days. And they just, like, looked at him. And that whole scene... This is 1969, mind you. So then, and, and again, I don't want to spoil all this, but nonetheless, she get, the operation is done. Steven Spielberg, by the way, produced, directed this. He was like 20 years old when he did it. Brilliant, by the way. And next thing you know, she's sitting there in her own con, uh, penthouse waiting for the, to, to, to take the bandages off by herself. And just as she does that, the lights go out. She's frantic, she has no idea why the lights, she figures this didn't work, she goes down to the, to the, to the bottom of the, the penthouse, she goes out into the streets somewhere in Park Avenue, midtown Manhattan, just to realize that there's been a blackout. Now, there had been a blackout in New York City three years earlier in February of that year, 1966, if I'm not mistaken, so they built that into the storyline. She wakes up the next morning in the penthouse, the sun comes up, she sees it for a couple of seconds, and then her, her, you know, the 12 hours is out, is done, it's finished. And then she pushes up against the glass, all distraught and whatnot, and she she falls to it and dies. If you you just can't d- get any darker than that, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Pardon the pun, but nonetheless, that was the famous eyes episode of Night Gallery, one of the pilot episodes that Rod Serling came up with uh, back in 1969 with the late great Joan Crawford. And just for the record, despite the fact that we know as Mommy Dearest, she was a big fan of the Thousand Islands. Tremendous actress, by the way. And she uh, she stayed up there quite often. In fact, uh, her daughter, I don't know if it was her adopted daughter. I think she had a, uh, another daughter. Uh, she had her wedding up there at the Pine Tree Point. So before we jump on Joan Crawford for being the crazy woman in the penthouse in this episode, and not to mention the lady with the wire hangers, she did a great job there, too. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you. Uh, one of those episodes that you heard about, you knew Spielberg was involved, But you didn't know the ins and outs of it until I just told you now. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air.
6: Glenn, you uh, were talking about the film there. I recall as a kid uh, um, being told by my father and a neighbor that a Rolls Royce that was in Alexandria Bay uh, belonged to Joan Crawford.
4: Right, but probably no surprise.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have. I don't recall anything more than that. But I, I, I do remember distinctly that because it was my first time I've ever seen anything that's been related to a mm-hmm. movie star. You know? Yeah. So it yeah. stuck out in my mind. But I, the reason I'm calling is on a completely different topic.
4: Sure. Uh, <clears throat>
6: I don't know if you saw the front page of the Saturday the Watertown Times in so addition. No. Like no. <laughs> uh, I thought there was a very significant article on there. It <clears throat> told about this outfit. That uh, in Rochester, that is going to present plans to the planning board of the city of Watertown tomorrow for building uh, a multi family, multi unit, yes. 120 unit, uh, four story high building on four and a half acres of vacant land that lies right across the street from the post office, right. the city post <clears throat> office there on Commerce Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that vacant land, yeah, and just north of the Hampton Hotel. No,
4: we know where it is. We know where it is, exactly. We talked about it, yes.
6: You got it. Yeah. Um, And 30 of those 120 vacant, or 120 uh, units, are going to be for um, uh, homeless veterans. Hmm. And uh, they plan to start, if all goes well, they plan to start Next uh, next year, nice construction. So nice. I, I thought that was a pretty significant development for that uh, yeah. stretch
4: over yeah. there. Yeah. What about what about homeless people in general? I mean, do you have to be a veteran to live there? I mean, I'm not. I'm not knocking uh, homeless veterans by any means, but if you've noticed, we have some again. Some people, like Jeff Graham says, are willing participants in being homeless next to the Court Street Bridge. But I'm just asking you, just as an observer, would this also be a, a, a safe haven for homeless people as well?
6: Well, I, I can only tell you what I read in the article, and yeah. they were they were very specific about that. They said hmm. for homeless veterans, makes sense. Thirty thirty units, uh, and uh, that's that's all I can tell you. No,
4: that's uh, awesome. That's good news. I did not read the article. I did not know that aspect of it. I did read some negative, you know, comments on uh, on the News Junkie post, a news and uh, not <laughs> nothing to do with News Junkie, but people basically saying, oh, more tax dollars going out there. But as you said, it was a developer, a private uh, 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 a developer out of Rochester that's planning this. And it's good to see. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah. And then adding that veteran part of it is, is awesome, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, oh, thank good. you, my friend. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, the concerned citizen. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, you're in the air.
2: Hey, Glenn.
4: It's gunnut. Nut. Gunnut. Gun uh, Calling early today.
2: Yeah, well, I only got a few minutes. I'm driving. Listen, uh, I something came up the other day. I've been driving quite a bit around the state looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. And. um I wonder, maybe this has come up before, but there's all kinds of people interested in Frisbee golf. Hmm. Now, you know, Rochester has a big thing going, um, the suburbs over there. I mean, you see a few hundred people out there, and I'm wondering if that, you know, I don't catch every show, but I wondered if anybody brought it up, because it looks very popular, and it wouldn't cost anything. You know, once the the, the, the course is prepared, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to do a whole lot to play frisbee golf. And maybe they could sponsor a tournament or something where, you know, it would get a different group of people sure. than, you know, the old. but um,
4: The old know, caddyshack I, I style? Yeah. To, yeah. No, I, I know what frisbee golf is. All you would have to do is build all the, you know, you'd have to get something that, that you could put the, uh, the the apparatus into the ground. Uh, So you know, with the chains on it and whatnot, Um, but no, it's a great idea. You don't even have to use a golf course. You could put that in in an empty field. You know, but a golf course would work. Yeah,
1: you could, but
2: but it's another way to use the facility. Mm -hmm. You know, people are trying to make it work because.
4: Apparently, it's working without frisbee golf because I was. We were talking to the representatives today, and you know, uh, Jeff Graham mentioned it at the noon hour. There's a lot of people golfing on a day-to-day basis there, so it's working. It, well, I don't know if it's paying back 3.4 million, but it's it's definitely definitely working, and those guys are doing a great job.
2: Well, it never will, but that's okay. I don't. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, we shouldn't own it, and it's <laughs> stupid that we bought it. But that's beside the point. Right. If we should find a, ways to. Try
0: to make it work a
4: little better. Sure, I, I don't know. No, no, I, I agree with you. On whatever we could do to make, or, or for that matter, play golf in the winter, as long as we're not ruining, uh, you know, uh, the greens or the fairway, or 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 in the dark, you know, glow in the. They have glow in the dark balls now, uh, or LED balls. It's anything to, to add. Yeah. Uh, and I also heard through the grapevine. I don't know if this is public knowledge, but I hear that the tech center that was uh, uh in the building there on Stone Street that was abandoned or condemned, I should say. Uh, a couple months back, because it's falling apart, I hear that that's moving up to the zoo. And I don't know if that's public information or if I'm privy to say that, but I just did. Uh, so the t- the tech center, which used to be on Stone Street, apparently is now going to be moving up to the the zoo, and I I think that's a nice addition to uh, you know to the educational uh, you know arena up there. Maybe yeah, not.
2: It could be that never really worked. They got about 15 people a year going to that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but that's you know, I mean, it was great, but uh, you
4: don't know. Yeah, we, we got to bring back the monkeys classes, so they could throw feces at us. went up there. What's that now?
5: Uh, classrooms.
4: Yes, classrooms. There. Yes. Yeah, and you know, learn about native indigenous animals. I, I'm just glad they got rid of the monkeys. Got rid. I'm glad they got rid of the uh, the lions. They were up here when I moved up here. By the way, the lions. I can hear them roaring. So uh, that was cruel and unusual punishment, but. Now it's you know a bunch yes. of wolves you know uh, I don't know I think uh, they got an emu emu up there emu emu and Doug <laughs> that commercial nuts. You know I heard
2: you mention, uh, um, Robert F Kennedy as a candidate. Yes. Yeah, you know, he he is an interesting guy.
4: Very interesting. And the
2: Democrats hate him, so you know he's probably honest. <laughs> yeah. And and right. You know, and he, he, he they don't own him. Nope. Um, you know, I I like Trump, but I think I agree with a lot of people who say you know, just too divisive. Mm-hmm. What what was done? What was done to him was was wrong. Always, it was dishonest. Mm-hmm. You know, like the other day, I'm talking about the borders and I'm talking about money and gas and all this stuff. And and you know, the owner, Mister <laughs> Jim, there, yeah. all he could say was Trump. Right. It, you know,
0: right.
4: It, it,
2: they've been brainwashed.
4: But mm-hmm. I mean, right.
2: Maybe, maybe we should move on and try to get some
4: somebody else. Well, obviously, the someone else is Ron DeSantis. And by the way, if you heard Ron DeSantis today talking to Brian Kilmeade, you, I, I had a whole new perspective on Ron. I know he's a good guy. I know he's smart. Yeah. But he apparently, Nikki Haley threw a curveball at him over the weekend saying, oh, he took money from Disney. And he's like, so what? What am I supposed to, like, you know, uh, uh, kneel down because they gave me 50 grand? And his response to everything yeah. that Kilmeade f- fed him today was spot on. I, I I'm with yeah, you. Was, I'm with you. I did hear it. Yeah, it was good. And but yeah, he
2: he's good. He would be much better than the dead guy in there now.
4: Who's the oh? I, I
2: don't know if we do this again. Right. If the if the Jimmies and them win the White House again. Right. Um, forget it. Yeah, no, we're done. I mean, you got you got evidence of all kinds of crimes right. being ignored. Right. We got an FBI that's as corrupt mm-hmm. as it's ever been in my lifetime. Sure. Uh, but they don't seem to care. They don't the only care. thing they have come back with is Trump.
4: Right. And January know, 6th. It's stupid. Right. It's
2: dishonest. It's traitorous. Mm-hmm. But it's treason. It's what they, they feel, you
4: know? Right. No, there's no question. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, DeSantis might be too early, Trump is too late. Trump is, de- you know, he would he would divide the country even worse now. And I would dare say that someone would probably become a hero if he was threatened, if his life was threatened. That, that person would be considered a hero. And I yeah, won't say anything beyond that, but I, you know what I'm saying. Our no. just,
2: yeah, our justice department and our, our media we're a third world country now. Well,
4: I don't know if and, we're third it's world. Gonna, we, we're, it's
2: going to get a lot worse.
4: I, just see, um, uh, General, uh, what's this? Millie uh, there? No, uh, Austin. Sorry, a big man, an yeah. imposing man shaking the hand of the general of the Chinese uh, nationalist go- uh, governor the, the CCP there whatever you want to call them. The, the I don't know what you call the the Chinese Army can't call them the Red Army whichever but the Chinese general was half the size of General Austin and yet and yet when he shook his hand, Because of all the stuff going on and interfering up in the sky and intercepting things in front of our destroyer, whatever, I, I almost look at him as like he's a he's like a Joe Pesci character that could take anybody down, regardless of how much smaller he is. That's the way I look at the military. I shouldn't. But under Biden, I have that feeling that we are just passive pussies that we will allow or uh, compromise because of the president and his crack, crackhead son, that we are well, so volatile whether, right whether
2: now. You're t- whether you're talking about crimes with the crackhead son and the computers and the taxes yeah. and the, whether your money's worth anything, no matter what, right. you know, the only thing that Jimmy has to say yeah. is Trump. Trump scares me. That's what it is. Remember that. Remember when Jeff first ran? They said Jeff scares.
4: Me. Scares me. Remember He's that? scared Yeah, I remember Were you that. You around then. No, sure I was. I remember it. Yeah, sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. Never forget but it. But
2: That's all it is. Right. You know, there's. They can't debate any fact.
4: Well, I'm going to place You know. I'm going to play right. something here from a young lady on uh, something about you know, woke libs. How would you did, How would you define the the term woke? And this was a question from the audience of some college kid trying to, you know, obviously uh, uh, persuade some conservative speaker, uh, you know, to, to kind of like, you know, eat their own words. And she her answer is is timeless. So I'm going to share that in a little bit. But uh, well, not, our, education,
2: yeah. our education systems pretty well destroyed as well. Well, it's, yeah, mean, it's, we don't have we, no institution in America is in good shape right now.
4: Ma, I, I, and, agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. You.
2: you know, it's because these people have one. Thing on their mind, which is hate
4: drunk. Yeah, you can't
2: and, debate about
4: anything. It's amazing because if China were to take over the country in one way or another, um, the people that want Pride Month, the people that you know, I I notice. I, and again, don't get don't take this in the wrong way, but I notice when people celebrate Pride Month, which we're in right now. They don't so much engage in, it, Oh, it's great! It's Pride Month. A lot of times on Facebook or Instagram, I'll I'll hear people that say, "There's a lot of people that hate Pride Month." To you, screw you, you son of a bitches! Yay! I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. Shouldn't you be celebrating Pride Month as opposed to antagonizing people that dif- you know disagree with you? As, you know with your, uh, with your ideology I, and your I,
2: I would I would be happy if the left would debate facts.
4: Yeah, they, won't. they, you know, they D- won't.
2: Danny and them, they don't they don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about Trump. Right, right. And that's all it is. Our, right. our money's worthless. We got wars. We got drugs all over the place. Mm-hmm. We got a, a border that's, you know, right. we got China out of control. Yeah. There's nothing going well.
4: Yeah, we got the view, but, too, on top of all that. Not to mention, we got Sonny Houston putting white women down. Where eighty percent of the audience that actually watches The View are are white people. I was going to say women of color, you know. In this day, it's women yeah. of white. Uh, yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's endless. It doesn't end. It's ignorance, and uh, there's nothing we can say about it because the moment we open up our mouth, we, we're always perceived as the haters, the evil ones. And, and what I just yeah. said about the you know the characterized people. I have you know people that 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 are that are champion the, the the gay community and that's fine, but when they post something about oh I'm sure all those haters really hate this month, that's not the message you want to send. That's not the message. No. Don't you get that? Yeah. You should just celebrate it and shut the frig up. Once you start putting it in our court, then you have the then all of a sudden you have more divide than you started off with, and that's what they want. They, wanted, they wanna they want to get a reaction from you, gun nut. They want to get a real. I'm
2: reaction. amazed at how, how people swallow this stuff. Well, even, you know, supposedly smart people. You always, you're a champion of your owner. You say he's a smart man. He's, he's a very bad. smart man. And that's fine. And he that's knows fine. better. Um, but he, he, even he can't say anything but Trump.
4: Right, no. Well, because he, he knows he can't go in the direction of, uh, of Biden and, and the Biden family for that matter because he knows they're they're wrong. Well, but that said, they are a better compromise. Too
2: many problems.
4: Yeah, there is, I but, guess
2: the good news is what I said the other day. You, me, Danny, Jim... We're all gonna be dead when the country falls apart. Well, yeah, just so I guess they I guess they can keep this argument going
4: until then. I don't know how
2: long they can hate Trump.
4: Hey, I think he the stock market was up a two, two days ago. <laughs> we could look at it that way. God, not thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Okay. I talked to you I, I can't believe we talked to over ten and a half minutes there, so we gotta keep that to a limit. Higher in the air.
3: I know, I can't believe he was driving all that time. Oh. Thank God he didn't get <laughs> the and I was seriously so listening for that. Yeah. But he did mention this uh A golf thing? Yeah. uh, uh, Frisbee golf. Frisbee golf there. I saw, and maybe he did not, because he thinks it's a great idea, maybe he did not know that they are already on the uh, 7 o'clock or Channel 7 News there, Mm. that they're going to take $45,000 and make a a disc golf, I Mm. guess they call it, disc golf.
4: Mm. Okay.
3: The park.
4: Nice. $45,000 $45,000 of,
3: of the COVID money.
4: Good. That's a good thing, right? Or am I, you know, are you leaning towards the other direction? I'm just trying to read well, your thoughts. I
3: mean, yeah, that's wonderful for $45,000 for a couple of uh, nets to put a Frisbee in.
4: Well, it's more than that. You got you got to put a lot, you got to put concrete in below the frost line. And uh, yeah, these it things stand do. about seven, eight feet tall. Yeah, they're not, yeah. But
3: it's Money. What does that have to do with COVID? Because I feel like maybe that is the money that the uh, Republicans wanted to take that money back.
4: I don't know. I, I but do we're, we're for,
3: use it for
4: COVID. Well, we got the COVID money about what two, three years ago. So this is just leftover, re, you know, resources from that amount. So the, the Republicans handed that out. Well, uh, you know, and they can't take it back. So I guess we're just but, spending no, it but, wisely.
3: But uh, this last bill that they just passed, they are taking it back.
4: Oh, well. Okay, so, ma'am, I, I, just just because I'm really ignorant to where you're going with this, are you for or against the golf and are Republicans, for that matter?
3: I'm not for or against Republicans. I'm not for or against golf. Okay. And But Frisbee tagged $45,000 eh. into the park to... to Put a net to catch a
4: frisbee? It's 18 nets because there's 18 holes and you've got to do more than what you think. But yes, I agree with you. It's a lot of money. It's, but remember, whenever it comes to munic- When you build a pool, the size of the pool, and, and please, Brian Fraser probably is going to hate me for saying this. And but
3: yes, we have already spent
4: Many, many right, many, I, know, I know. I know. Dollars. When you build a pool for the government, yes. just just tack on another two zeros. When you build it for a household, take those two zeros away. It's as simple as that. It's the way it is. I don't but know why. It's the way it is. That
3: what the Republicans did not want us to spend.
4: See, now this is where I get lost again. I don't know where we're going with the Republicans. This movie, this money rather, was already out. I think we got what, $23 million as a city based on our population. The
3: Democrats said, oh, everybody should have all this money
4: for what? Well, I mean, I guess it was time of redistribution. I don't know, ma'am. I really, I don't know that. I think think you're generalizing too much here when this was a local amount of dollars to to benefit, um, you know, in this case, an added feature to the Watertown Golf Club. So.
3: If we didn't have a deadly disease strike the country, we would not be able to play frisbee?
4: Well, I could tell you this much. If there weren't, uh, and I say, for instance, when the earthquake hit uh, any given area, like, say, the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco, if Uh, that didn't happen.
3: Butterflies died? Yeah. Is what you're
4: telling me? No, well, I don't know where you're going with that, but nonetheless. Oh, it, no. It,
3: when a butterfly dies in one country, yeah. it affects the whole
4: universe. Yes, yes. Around. The sound of thunder. Exactly. If you were referencing that sci-fi uh, short story back from the 60s. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, so, therefore, it's cause and effect. So, if you're going to have a, a, a 10 million people die worldwide, you're going to throw money at people to keep them happy. If you have an earthquake in San Francisco, you've got to throw money at them to build it up again. I guess that's the only answer I can give you.
3: Well, God bless America, huh?
4: That's right, ma'am. You're absolutely right. Yes. And China while you're at it. There you go. You well,
3: know, I guess somebody's got to bless
4: them. <laughs> thanks, ma'am. I appreciate it. Now okay. she's mocking me. Hi, you're on the air.
7: Uh, Glenn, on am Knight Gallery.
4: Yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just want to say, did you call up the hotline show today? Yes, I did. And thanks for your kind words.
7: I agree. I uh... agree. I met every one
4: of them. Well, again, but but in defense of Jeff, it's 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 not his decision. But yes, but thank oh, you very much. That. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Uh,
7: what I call about that uh, episode you mentioned, I seen. That was a pretty chilling episode. Oh,
4: scary as hell.
7: They ran for three years. 1970 was when it started, and they had a series on. I think it ran on NBC. They had a series of four and one. Uh, series where they change with different shows.
4: Right, right.
7: One of them was uh, McCloud with Dennis Weaver. Mm-hmm. You remember that show? I
4: don't. Re- I remember the show, but I remember. I, I don't remember really the episode. Seven years, believe it or not. Yeah, the great show. My mom hated Dennis Weaver for some reason. Oh, I she don't did. know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, Susan Lucci died in uh,
7: '75, Glenn, I believe.
4: Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, okay. He was
7: fifty years old, and uh, he yeah. used to come up to Alex Bay here. Yeah. at Times he had a boat.
4: Well, he was born in Syracuse and he lived yes, in Binghamton. Yeah, yeah. He
7: was raised in Binghamton. Mm-hmm. And I believe he died in uh, Rochester Hospital. He's only, he had uh, heart issues at that time.
4: Good looking dude.
7: Oh, brilliant man. Yeah, brilliant and a brilliant mind. man, brilliant, brilliant man. writer. You don't see writing
1: like that anymore.
4: So, but wait a minute, the the pilot, that must have been a pilot episode, because w- when I looked at it, it said uh, one yes. it's 1969, and then the other pilot yes. one with Roddy McDowell with the, w- looking at the portraits on the wall when he took over his house, and then they come back from the graves. Two of the yeah, scariest. They, they
7: put it in the schedule. I think he ran three years. they had a six-week run there for a couple of these shows.
6: And then,
4: and then they did an hour version where they broke it up into like one or two segments per hour. Do you remember that 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 kind of theme? In a, in Boy, that st- was
7: fifty odd some odd years.
4: Ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember it because but, uh, I used to watch it I and I loved it. I remember
7: that Joan Crawford one. It was kind of chilling to me. I was young at that time, but Steven Spielberg was 21 of years scary old. scary ones he did.
4: Yeah, yeah. I no. don't
7: know if Surly wrote much for that program. I don't believe he did. I think he just hosted it. But
4: uh, just brilliant acting, very well done. They didn't have a big budget, as you might imagine. No video. Uh, time, but uh, so. there were many movies back in the day, and of course, you know Stephen Botchko also wrote later for the NBC series for you know the uh, the mystery movies uh, with Columbo and, and uh, McMillan and wife, all those things. And now I see something on t- on TV uh, this this chilling Netflix special that everyone's watching yeah, right now. Spielberg was terrible. involved in a couple of
7: them. Amazing stories with Spielberg.
4: Yeah, that was bad. I didn't I like that. he
7: was in uh, had some issues. Did, some work on Night Gallery. I'm not positive on
4: that. Yeah, no. Spielberg directed the uh, um, the Joan Crawford episode. Did he really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
7: That was kind of a scary episode.
6: Of scary. It was
4: frightening. And Tom Bosley played the donor. Person. Yeah. Tom Bosley did brilliant as the as the yes. the guy that owed nine thousand to the bookie.
7: Uh, Joan Crawford. She was a uh, her husband was a big shot on the board of directors of Pepsi. That's Pe- probably why. She, I believe she did come up to Watertown. She took his place on the board of directors. Right, right. I believe they had a meeting here in Watertown. That's when she came to Watertown. Wow!
4: But oh. I couldn't
7: tell you what year that
4: was. Uh, uh, all I could say is, and uh, once again, to the in honor of the gun nut, uh, M- Mr. Jim is back in the studio again. But be- oh. I just want to say. Her scene with the board of uh, of uh, uh, directors from Pepsi. I'm talking about Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford. Yes. Brilliant. Absol- uh, she was great. Just the best depiction of another person yeah. ever. Wire ever, hangers. Ever. Yeah. Well, everyone remembers that scene. <laughs> but just like the daughter... Who reminds me of someone who sails for our our counterparts across the street? Um, yeah, she looks just like her. But anyway, uh, when she says I'm not one of your fans, and then she starts strangling her, and that scene is, is just oh my god! All right, yeah, so I
7: was an we both them
4: children were adopted. Well, they, yeah, but she, but her one of the one of the daughters, uh, she had a wedding, and she apparently she liked the Pine Tree Point. Because uh, apparently right? she stayed there. Wow. Yeah, there's a picture of her if, if, oh, when it, it was over. She was You see her young, a yeah. younger day. She was a big star. Beautiful, beautiful woman, and a great okay, actress. Glenn. Yeah, thank you, my friend. Thank Set. you.
8: So here's something you guys ought to watch. Uh, I watched uh, three three of the four episodes over the weekend. The hundred years of Warner Brothers. Hundred years of Warner Brothers. Yeah, and it's it's on the Max app, huh. which used to be HBO Max yeah. app. Yeah, and. It's, it's just incredible. Huh. Like, it, I mean, it literally goes through everything, talks about the four Warner Brothers, how it started, um, and uh, episode four is getting Mishpo- close to now. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. So I guess they are. Yeah. Warner is not a Jewish name. Oh, well. But –
4: that Hollywood, might not be Hollywood that name. is though. No.
8: no, no, it's not. I just saw. God, it. none of the people who run Hollywood are Jewish now.
4: Uh, uh okay. Well, I'll, I'll let that one pass. Yeah, no. But he, I mean, here's the thing: I saw an unbelievable segment of uh, Shirley Temple Black. she'd be, you know, that was her full name. Yeah. And she was on the uh, King King. What's his first name? C. Larry Larry King show. You might have seen this. It's famous. And she was just a child. She was coming in a very. She probably at that point might might have been ten or eleven years old. And, and they separated her from her mother, and she walked into a room of, of a well-known MGM producer, and he was naked. And she laughed at him, because she, that was her natural inclination. Yeah. As a child, she laughed at him. He got yeah. really upset. And I was thinking of, and apparently, when her mom went into the other room with the other producer from MGM, uh, nice Irish boy, and apparently uh, she he came on to her. So it's incredible when you see the Waltz character from The Godfather. Yeah. That's what they're depicting right there.
8: Oh yeah, it's terrible. I mean,
4: Hollywood is uh, just a terrible. Yeah, gross. and then Hollywood's turned around like, oh, you're a bad Glenn Curry, you're awful.
8: I mean, Wein- meanwhile,
4: your ancestors were Weinstein- getting naked with a ten-year-old. Weinstein is a pig. He, he is a pig. Plus, he has no testicles. Anyway. Well,
8: that that part I don't know. But yeah. you would really like this show.
4: What's the other show that everyone's raving about? It's a political show. It's on Netflix. Everyone. And I saw the previews to Which it. Which one? I don't know. I, I, I just saw the movement of the camera, and I'm like, nope, not going to watch this. <laughs> I don't like laziness in filmmaking. <laughs> when I see m- cameras that move, it means it's another person in the room, and I will not watch it. I won't watch it. Won't well, do
8: it, it may time. be the new way of making no, movies. No,
4: they've been doing that since the Nissan commercials back in the early 90s. Well. This jerky, jerky movement. It drives yeah, me mental. That's
8: sort of the modern thing. It's
4: uh, it's just lazy. You Put it on a like tripod, where Yeah. Please, and and when you do that, you get lazy, and then your continuity changes too because you change different angles, and people are looking in the wrong directions. Yeah, that's true. It's just not right. And these kids don't understand any better. I was just talking about how Spielberg directed an early episode of, uh, uh, of uh, Night Gallery. Night Gallery from nineteen sixty nine. That was Joan, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Yeah, as the blind woman. I couldn't believe how dark that episode was. Yeah, very dark. You know, and because she blackmailed him, because he had gotten a woman pregnant. Yeah, and he said, and he was this distinguished doctor that showed up in a limousine and on Park Avenue. And yeah, just brilliant, just brilliant the way all that was put together. You
8: can't do that anymore, Jim. Yes, you, you can. can. I got Spielberg do, is brilliant.
4: I got to do a break, believe it or not. Oh, let's make <laughs> I, some money. Right, let's do a break. And uh, uh, since you're here, let me let me get this done, and we'll be back. Roof looking. In
1: all these positions, I work with teams of professionals to make sure we reach our goals and get the calls right. Wasteful spending and bad behavior have created a bad look for the city I love. Fiscal responsibility, infrastructure concerns, and proper decorum is my platform, and I will use my years of experience to better shape the future of Watertown. I am Timothy Babcock. Let's throw the flag together. Vote for
8: Babcock June 27th. Thank you. Paid for by the committee to elect Babcock for council
4: all right there we have it and i have another break to do because it's already 14 minutes before the hour so people have been texting me my friend dave uh said rod serling died of uh, on the operating table in 1975 at headstrong uh, at strong rather memorial hospital in rochester they were closing him up he had yet another heart attack right on the table apparently his arteries were crumbling and what else and also i was wrong this golf is being added to the park that story came out last week and yes the announcement about Tech Center was made last week as well so uh, th- this particular co-host or show host is one week behind everything right now according to this and then someone else oh and then my friend Liz asked me where can I watch the night gallery with Joan Crawford because I can't find it on YouTube okay I will send it to you if I can find it I know it's here Told, oh, all right, I'll find a little bit. Someone's on the phone. We gotta go over there right now. Hi, you're in the air.
1: On the air, but not the mayor. Happy Monday, Mister Curie.
4: What's going on, Andy?
1: Hey, brother. You're talking about two of my most hidden passions today: Twilight Zone and Night Gallery. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. You got me all fired up, man. I got some cool, fun facts about those shows if you're, if you're willing. To yeah, add. go right ahead. Heck, yeah, man. So, as you know, as you mentioned before, they both those shows were written by Rod Sterling. And every now and then, uh, Shirley, I don't know if you remember Shirley. some of the Night Gallery episodes, but Sammy Jeffy would be like the narrator mm-hmm. in the beginning, Once in a Great While. Or Jaffe, I can't remember. Sam so Jaffe, Sam uh,
4: Jaffe, yeah, from Dr. Kildare, yeah,
1: yes. That, yeah, yeah, that guy. And then Rod Sterling always looked at, uh, I know he looked at Nightcrawler as like Nightcrawler, Night, uh, Night Gallery as the logical extension of Twilight Zone. And what mm-hmm. they were really trying to focus on was more supernatural and thriller killer kind of stuff, whereas the Twilight Zone, if you recall, was a lot more science fiction.
4: Yes, um, yes.
1: In fact, there's tons of science fiction stuff that was taken right out of the pages of Isaac Asimov mm. and uh, Robert Heinlein. They had a lot of stories like that in mm. the old science. So certainly didn't write, obviously, everyone, but he adapted them for screenplay, some of the stories. J- but who j- can forget But yeah. I consider the best Twilight Zone episode ever, and it's about this this Confederate war warrior is coming back, and he's he's seeing all these people in a long line go, and what they ended up being was like the the casualties of the Civil War, and in the end, the last casualty of the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln is coming through this mist, and they're all walking like to heaven somewhere, and he stops and he looks at the Confederate soldiers like, all right, you have to go in front of me because I'm the last casualty in this war. Wow. And it was just really, really thrilling and how they did that one. I thought it was
4: cool. Well, okay, first of all, I would say that the, that the, I remember that one, but the one with Billy Mummy uh, wishing him away to the cornfield is one thing, but i got to correct you, Andy, it's not Sterling, it's Rod Serling. There's no S.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry about that. No, that's okay. I, I messed his name up.
4: No, all that. that's all right. That's I used to do it, too, until John Sterling of the Yankees, and I would differentiate them. He's the announcer for the, it is high, it is far. <clears throat> anyway, uh, but <laughs> it, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I saw it last night. I just shared the, the, the uh, link with my friend Liz. I I'd already. I, I knew something about it. Oh, famous episode, Steven Spielberg, was really young, but I never saw it until this past weekend, and, boy, I'm glad I did. I truly am. But. <laughs> Yep. It's, it's
1: good television, especially if it's, you know, you're too, if it's too windy or too hot outside, you know, that's, that's something good. I used to, you know, Last Key Kids, Gen X, you know, I used sure. to catch those on like Friday night when my parents were at
4: work, and mm-hmm. they'd
1: always play reruns, and I just thought they were amazing. No. And then later on, you know, it kind of prompted me to read because I'd find the Heinlein story that they got it from, or, or the, the small paperback.
4: Sure, so, and bear in mind also, Rod Serling was instrumental in combining with the French uh, author, of Monkey Planet, and he created uh, Planet of the Apes and the whole series about oh, Planet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You ever read that book?
4: No, I never read Monkey Planet. Never did. But uh, oh. it was a lot different than the, what, what ultimately became... The, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: Good spoiler stuff. alert, at the end of the book, like it's two, you find out it's actually two astronauts reading this tablet about what happens. On the planet of the apes, and mm. it's actually two monkey astronauts, and they laugh and they throw it back in space because humans could never be that smart enough to do <laughs> <laughs> do what the thing
4: says. You know what? He's um, probably probably right. Probably right. Uh, it's it's calculated for because you know what what Einstein said. He says, well, uh, he, he he didn't know what World War. I, I forget how he said it, but you know, after World War III happens, we're going to be you know attacking each other with stones and sticks again. So we're going to go right back to the rock ages. He's probably right. Hopefully, we won't find out. After Taiwan is invaded. But, Andy, thank you. i got to do a break only because I'm running behind. But thank you, my friend. That's Andy, our, our typically our, our, our wrestling expert. Hi, you're in the air. Real quick. You take too
0: much time with everybody. You
4: don't get me. Oh, it's that SG. First of all, you haven't been in town for months. I've been trying to call. But <laughs> you're just on and on and on. Yeah. yeah. On and on. Yeah, she keeps. Yeah, I'm, sorry. <clears throat> I'm back Great in the song. big city of Watertown. Are you back? Wow.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been back for, well, it'll be two weeks.
4: Wow. Yeah, great. Two weeks. i driving,
0: I'll tell you. When you got a bad back coming across the country, it, it took me, I'm still not over it. I'll tell you.
4: Can't you get some good ass uh, Oxycontin to take care of that back issue once and for all?
0: Oh, oh you no, know, the, the doctor community has determined that Oxycontin does not work for pain. and And, like, it does, it's just. You got If you can't control how much you take, there's a problem. But if you you only use it when you need it, then it's not a problem. But that's not the community has not said nope. It's not good. It's not good for pain anymore. It's like, all right. <laughs> but I mean, I ha- I have management stuff and whatever. Uh, so I mean, yeah. but you know, they, they they haven't you know left me hanging. They're, they're that's just gonna good. Take care of me. That's so. good. Well, he's, I they've lo- been doing me good, so good. I can't complain about it. <laughs> that's good. I can't. But. Um, I, I, do you know who Shirley Temple's first on-screen kiss was?
4: Uh Scatman Crothers.
0: Ronald Reagan.
4: Ronald, really? Ronald, how old was? what
0: well. <laughs> he was a teenager. It was, yeah, they—they were, they were both teens. Okay, it's so, uh, just kind of funny. But mm. I, and I know you don't like—you like to hate new stuff or whatever. Yeah. But I, have you see, seen Black Mirror? I think it's on Netflix. No. It's a—it's ser- a series like like Twilight Zone, where it's each each episode is. Separate, and there's a lot on technology gone wrong. Mm-hmm. I found it; most, not all the episodes are great, but there were some very, really good ones.
4: Mm, I'm sure there are. Here. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you get a, when you get a bunch of money thrown at you know some producer, the, the, the you should come up with some good episodes.
0: It's mind blowing, and on, on you know what technology could technology could do in the future. It, it was a good watch. Um, but, uh, so check that out. I will. What's the name <laughs> I mean, of it? I got a commercial to do. But no,
4: actually, I'll I lost, I somehow I lost that break. I'm sorry. So, okay, but,
0: well, that's just, that's just hard, but yeah, I'm
4: back. Yeah, I'm no, S.G. is back. Whoa, I should have said we got another freaking break. Whoa, whatever. Uh, I could sing <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm Stephen Bishop to again.
0: Council tonight, if I feel like hell, I don't know. Uh, see if my migraine comes or goes.
4: But, well, I got to well. play this segment here with this uh, the uh, definition of, of woke, so pay attention to this, uh, uh, yeah. S.G., okay? I'll, all right, I'm going to okay, do it sure. off. All right, I'll talk to you in a bit. So that's that's our friend, S.G., who's back from uh, California. Men, All right, let's do this. Let's see if this works. Dip, 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 dip day. All right, this is your typical, I guess, you know, uh, college forum where they put the microphone out in the in the group, you know, and there's a bunch of people there all dressed in crazy clothes and they hate America and whatnot. They're, they're triggered by the American flag. And this is someone asking uh, the person at the dais, how would you define the term woke? So let's see if this works.
6: The term woke. There
4: That's we go.
1: It's a great question and honestly is a completely subjective answer depending on who you're going to ask. I would say it's the most ironic definition of our time because those that would call themselves woke think that they're completely eyes wide open to all of the social justice injustices that are happening in society. They think that they're causing progression in society. In reality, if you call yourself woke today, your head is buried, your head is in the sand, your eyes and ears are completely closed to what's going on around you, and you've bought into a mainstream lie about what it means to live in 2023 America.
4: There you go. And again, I, I, I you can you could define it as, as many ways as you can or try. But this young lady, attractive young lady. And again, I see more and more of these, I guess symposiums. Uh, you know, they have Charlie Kirk, you got Michael Knowles, you got Ben Shapiro, you got the gun girl. And, and they go to the campuses and by the way, a, on their own dime in many cases. And I know they're getting the backing of, you know, of supporters and advertisers and then well they should. But They're also taking a big chance because to me, I just think that the next George Floyd episode that happens, and you know it will, and it will it will be you know, brought up to the point of a level of what we saw three years ago. We just passed that uh, that anniversary, by the way, if you want to call it that, that people like this having these these open forums, we saw that the young swimmer from Kentucky I forget her name now. she was it could have been attacked if she didn't have the protection around her. I think one of these guys are going to get harmed or worse. I really do. And I, and I alluded to it earlier. It's like, you know, here it is, we got Donald Trump running, probably going to be the spoiler for 2024 because he's, he's ahead in the Republicans, but he's behind in the, in the general vote because predominantly most of the country, including Republicans, just don't want him back. So in a way, I said, well, what about RFK Jr.? Well, the Democrats won't, won't let him. Well, what about DeSantis? Well, no, the Democrats won't let him either. Because he's anti gay, he burns books, and he's got a big issue with, with Disney right now. And they'll build that up to the point where yes, even conservatives will say, no, nope, we're just gonna stick with Biden because we don't want bedlam in the streets. And that bedlam, if for instance, if certainly if Trump became president, he would he you know, president is always subjected to some maniac, that's for sure. And that would be unfortunate. But if Trump became president again, I'd be really, really worried for his welfare. Very worried. To the point where I can't even say what would could happen, but I think you can read between the lines. That if, if he did become president, he would just be more and more, not just because he's president, because he's Donald Trump, and that he's back again. The hate that we saw when he was president, the hate that we see now, would just be elevated six times, ten times greater, to the point where anything that would happen to him, to some people, not just two or three, by the way, would be justified. Oh, that's just better, we gotta protect our democracy. Yes, it's wrong, but you know what? Democracy first, Trump last. Sad to say, but that's one of the reasons why I hope, that I wish, I wish he hadn't run, to tell you the truth. DeSantis doesn't have a chance either. We're stuck with the Democrats for a long time, until the point where we realize we made a mistake in 2020, we're just gonna have to live with our consequences. Hopefully China doesn't take over that quickly. Go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air.
5: Hey, hey, Glenn, how are you? What's happening? This is, uh, is Pucks. We ran in together at the six concert. Yeah,
4: that's right. What's so, happening, man?
5: Um, I was, I was down with the Dexter Launch today, and I run into a guy, I don't know if we can talk about it, with it's uh, a PBS show. Yeah. With, with John, Johnny on fire?
4: Yes, Johnny Spizzano.
5: Johnny on fire. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if there's a conflict of interest or not. No, you know, not maybe, at all. No. He was down there, was trying to catch some fish so he could cook them on his PBS show. And it seemed like he was having a little trouble. Hmm. I didn't know if there was any like fishing charters out there that could take those guys out with the camera and like really take care of them, sure. so they can make a good show.
4: Yeah. Oh, there's plenty there's of any
5: ch- guys out there that are listening to the radio.
4: Yeah, they take Johnny out, and, and so in other words, Johnny can not only catch his food, but he could cook it. That's what you're saying.
5: That, that's what he was trying to do. He was going Dexter Bolt trying to catch some fish so he could cook it on his Johnny on Fire show or whatever. <laughs> Johnny on I was Fire. Unsure, but,
4: that's hilarious. You know? Well, if there's any uh, uh, charter guys out there from Henderson or Dexter or Pillow Point, whichever, give us a call. 755-1240 and uh, we'll, we'll set that up.
5: You know, I mean I figured somebody could help him
4: out. Yeah, I, I hope so. If, especially if he has his own show. You saying that Johnny was fishing off the off the bridge in Dexter?
5: No, he was. He was right at the boat launch.
4: Oh, don't you think they Johnny think with, with his influence stuff. could be up on the river <laughs> instead of the boat dock in Dexter? Anyway, I
5: was pulled in just to see how the water was. I thought,
4: I thought about going on the jet ski, and
5: I'm like, Nah, it's what? too cold. Oh, look, it's Johnny. Yeah. Wow. cut some fish.
4: Yeah. Kind of like Tucker Carlson fishing in Central Park. That's yeah, amazing. You know. Well, thank you, my friend. Thanks. For, that's a great idea. I'll I'll share it with Johnny. There's a couple of things i got to work I'll with Johnny know anyway. would
5: be free advertising for somebody's fishing charter. Uh, wow,
4: well, they're and not, not going to do that. Go out and
5: get <laughs> you know, whatever.
4: Yeah. All right. We'll call I'm Bill Safe Jr. All,
8: right.
4: All right. Thanks, my friend. I appreciate it. That's awesome. And yes, I did meet this gentleman that I just talked to at the Sticks concert on Thursday night, and that was a, a great time, a good time had by all, as Jeff Graham would say. So we're coming down to the nitty-gritty, and just to let uh, my friend Liz know that uh, I did send you that link uh, to that episode with Joan Crawford. Please check it out when you get a chance. Very dark. Uh, and uh, that concludes today's show, so needless to say, we're done. Thanks, to Jim Lavin, for stopping by. Thanks, of course, for listening. Thanks to News Junkie. Uh, for putting the link up there on a day-to-day basis. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. Right now, we got to go. AM 1240, W, E, 10, Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. See you tomorrow.
1: This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in the Washington Bureau. Officials still aren't sure what caused a business jet to enter restricted airspace near the nation's capital yesterday. And-